0: Good song, doesn't make the list, but I I hear where you're coming from and uh, I'm trying very hard to respect your opinion. (laughs) So like most
1: podcasts,
0: you're trying very hard to respect my opinion. And there's your podcast open, kids. (laughs) Here comes Kirby Claus, here comes Kirby Claus, right <laughs> down merchandise lane. Nice. That's right. That's how we start off episode number 181 of the Promo Front podcast. I am one of your hosts, Bill Petrie. With me as always, let's call him the Chris Kringle of Koshockton himself, Ooh. the one oh, yeah. and only Kirby Hossam. And Kirby, I think I can say this, Merry Christmas as we yeah. lead into the holiday. Merry Christmas to you and your lovely family. Thank you, buddy. Merry Christmas to you as well uh yeah you know it's uh yesterday
1: we as you know we're recording this yesterday we did our uh holiday christmas party and uh went to top golf and had a nice day but waking up today and going oh shit i gotta go back to work today (laughs) it was a little weird i've got a couple more days of like full-time real days of meetings so yeah uh while you know the holiday's almost upon
0: us but still a little bit more i gotta do how are you buddy you doing okay i'm good um funny funnily enough um we at Brandovate celebrated our holiday party yesterday, our Christmas party. So um, I got up, uh, had had breakfast, uh, made myself a really nice breakfast. That was nice. awesome. Did a little work, but then knocked off early. Watch Die Hard, uh, your favorite Christmas movie. Yes. Um, so I really had a good time. Now I'm just kidding. Uh, no, finishing up the year doing something I've never done before, um, which is I've gotten everything uh, done, and I'm actually shutting Brandovate down for the week next week just to nice. get some time off uh, So pretty excited about that and uh, real excited for what 2024 has to offer. And you know, Kirby, as things often do, that got me to thinking, Mm. you know, there's only a, I mean, honestly, there's like a week left in 2023 and Mm -hmm. next year's a week, right? We know that. We get an extra day next year. Mm -hmm. Uh, It's an Olympic year and an election year. So it begs a Mm. couple of questions. You know, are you asking yourself what the health of your business is? What do you want to do differently in 2024 to help grow your business and meet new clients? And how many goals did you accomplish in 2023? Well, these are all questions you need to ask. And these come for courtesy of our pals over at PXP Solutions. As you know, they're an amazing apparel decorator uh, located in uh, Dallas, Texas area. And they do just about everything you could ever want when it comes to decorating apparel. And you know what? They're ready for your apparel decorating needs in 2024. So right now is that time for planning and working with your peers together so you can make better decisions. Avoid costly mistakes and create solid plans for business growth in 2024. And when apparel decoration is part of those plans, give our pal Bruce Jolish a call. Uh, yep, that's right. He owns a place and he gives out his phone number, wow. 214-226-3105. Or you can email him at bruce at pxpsolutions.com. Together, you can make it happen. Love it. Love it. Love All right, it. Kirby. So I have the upfront today Mm -hmm. um, as, and so I'm, I'm really excited about this. Okay. Uh, Well, first of all, we have to thank a, a couple of people for these topics. Okay. Okay. Number one, most importantly, Mandy Rudd, Mandy Rudd texted us earlier this week with a couple of, of topics Um, but she only gets the assist. The real expression of gratitude goes to the promotional products professionals page. It is truly, especially in this season of giving, it's the gift that keeps on giving. So we're going to talk about two topics today. And Kirby, we've we've bantered a little bit. So uh, unintentional, we kind of talked about it, but I think we need to share our thoughts on this. So number one, so issue one, uh, (laughs) spamming product without searching. So there was a a lady from uh, apparently Minuteman Press who had received what she called a box of products from a potential client. There was about 10 of them. Okay. And she created 10 specific posts. All the products were different, but the words were the same, essentially saying, where can I find these products? Okay. Kirby, what say you?
1: Yeah, uh obviously that um that's a that's a tough one because A. Um, you know, she obviously didn't do any due diligence on her own part and, you know, doing it. And honestly, if, even if it's in one post, maybe it's a little bit less annoying. It it definitely fills up the feed. And I, that being said, like, and, but, you know, people come back with such vitriol. It is like, I get it. Like she should get sage, but I, or she should get ESP or she should do this or she should do that. That's fine. But I also think, you know, one of the beauties of that page is that people who are new to the industry have another resource. Um, And so the idea that we get mad when other people want help finding a product, but not when we need help finding a product is weird to me. I get it. She should have done it. But some folks, when they're new to the industry, they don't know what the hell Sage is. Give a little grace, give a little kindness. And, you know, I I saw somebody at one point say, uh, you know, be kind. You know, and they're like, it's Mm -hmm. not about kind. I've done the work in 10 years. Well, okay, kudos. Mm -hmm. You can also scroll by and not be an asshole. Like, just don't reply at all. Yeah, that's (laughs) what I was about to
0: say. You can, yeah, that's what I was about to say. You can ignore that stuff. Now, here's where I think the issue was. It was 10 specific posts. It wasn't just one post. So it did get a little onerous and it got a little, I I get it. I get where people's frustrations come from, but just because you have the opportunity to complain and bitch and yell and be rude, doesn't mean you have to take that opportunity I really don't you can you could say hey maybe you maybe you don't know what sage is maybe you don't know what esp is use distributor central which is now part of order my gear they have a free search tool and go yeah. look for these products things like that yeah use the opportunity um, to
1: educate yeah yeah it's uh
0: yep it, no, hundred yeah, percent the the,
1: the, the um uh, the folks jump in and they they just automatically go with
0: pure yeah. vitriol. and that that that's exhausting now, but here's the other thing. It, it did feel like she really wasn't affiliated with our industry. Hmm. It didn't feel you know, so I, I do I get that part of it. But again, not everything posted on social media is an opportunity for comedy. Not everything posted on social media is an opportunity to rebuke someone. Yeah, We all were first timers too. So maybe exactly. as you said, a little grace, a little patience, or if you don't have that that day, scroll on by. Yeah. All right. <laughs> Issue two. There was a distributor that complained about suppliers not sending Christmas cards this <laughs> year. And this person was awfully, awfully butthurt uh, about that. Yeah, uh, I'm going to go first on this one. Yes, I, w- first I want you to. Yeah. So my immediate thought was, you ignorant jerk. Are you kidding me? If that's what's important to you, then you're what's wrong with the industry. The amount of staffing issues that suppliers have right now during the busiest time of the year, and you want them to dedicate resources to send you a card please. I think that's just ridiculous. That that's, that this is small stuff. That's not important. Yes. It's nice to get a card. I love getting cards. I know you do too. Makes you feel thought of makes you feel special, but you also have to look at the temperature of the industry and the temperature of what those suppliers are going through right now. And do they have the bandwidth to do that? And and not to mention the cost, there's a significant cost to doing that. Sure. Is that going to make services better from suppliers? I don't think so. And I know in our text conversation, you had mentioned something, and I want you to go ahead and mention that here. Yeah. um, Well, it's funny. I don't even know what I said in the text (laughs) (laughs) message. I'll Um, remind you.
1: Yeah. I'll remind you. Yeah.
0: You would say, so that was my main point of, man, how do you, you don't even know what's going on at supplier, and you're upset because you need a Christmas card. Yours was maybe they send it out to their top 100 clients, and you're not one of them, which is an amazing point. Yeah. Well, and the other, so I want to, I've actually had an opportunity. I do appreciate Mandy kind of
1: coming up with 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 these because it gives us some some fodder. Um but I, I, I try to give it some more thought. So number one, you know, one of my rules is i I can live without grown men complaining about not getting the appropriate gifts on Facebook. like mm-hmm. i don't I don't know that that's something I'm ever going to be like excited right. about. Um, and your point about this time of year is a really difficult time for suppliers. Yeah. Okay, cool. But here, I will take the other side of this is just for this purpose. Okay. One of the things that this guy said was, you know, in a, in an industry where we preach that we should be doing gifts of appreciation, the suppliers right. are not practicing what they preach. And here's the thing. He's not wrong about that. Um, and if you want to say okay, now's a tough time of year and we don't want to um, use our staff to do that. What about March? What about well, April? Absolutely. What about August? But, what about September? Because we're getting none of that shit I, any time of year from most of our suppliers. So uh, this is one of those things where if I want to take a little umbrage, and I, yeah. I don't, but just th- for the sake of this, this is one of those yeah. things where Suppliers do want to preach to us, but then they don't want to follow up with what they're saying. And I, like, you know, one of, I, it reminds me of Education Day on in Vegas. Yeah. You know yeah. who doesn't go to any education as a rule? Suppliers. Suppliers. Right. Well, so, okay. yeah, but they, all, they want us all to be educated. So th- this right. is one of those practice what you preach kind of moments. I agree with you. I think this is a time of year. I think it's a weird thing to complain about. That being said, could suppliers and distributors do a better job of using our medium to show appreciation? Mm
0: -hmm. Yeah, they could. All right. So I'm going to push back hard on what you said, even though it was a hypothetical disagreement. Mm -hmm. Number one on the education day, that's a setup day for suppliers. Mm -hmm. PPAI needs to find a way or an ASI and all of them need to find a way to have education where it can be inclusive to all. Because I know for a fact, suppliers can't get away for education day. A lot of the time they have giant booths to set up. So that that's, that's an inherent issue. Mm-hmm. Now, are there opportunities sometimes where a supplier could go? Yes. But more often than not, they're setting up the booth, getting ready for the show. So that's number Fair. one. Number two, in terms of the um, uh, gift giving, and you know building relationships, I think suppliers do an amazing job at that their margins are razor thin. Mm-hmm. They're not 35% what most distributors are aiming for and love. Mm-hmm. They're not even close to that. And so to say that they're not practicing what they preach that might bankrupt them if they sent a gift uh, or a widget or this new product to everybody mm-hmm. it it would probably bankrupt them so here's where i would find the happy medium i've always agreed when you want to recognize clients partners whatever i've never done it around christmas usually as you know here at brandway we always do it around our anniversary right. that's when we do it which happens to be in july mm-hmm. I like that idea, but I also think it's okay to say, let's look at our 80 20 rule. Who's spending oh, money with days? us? It's the same, it's the same thing of, you know, when you go to Vegas and you see distributors saying things like, I'm your biggest customer, and you look it up <laughs> and they spent say spent 12 grand with you last year. Right. You know, so I think you pick your either your top 100, your 80, 20, 100%. whatever it is, and that's who you spend the time on. And and again, do all suppliers do it right? No. Do all distributors do it right? No. And the one pushback I'd say, this person who's uh, crying uh, and whining about Christmas cards, it's just a really weird thing to, to get butthurt about. <laughs>
1: um,
0: I'd like to see what, do you, what are you doing for your clients? I'd really like to know what that person's doing for their clients this time of year. Yeah. Did they send out a holiday card to everybody who spent money to, with them? I mean, I, and I, maybe they did. I have no idea. I just think it's there are things to complain about. And, and if the tone and tenor of that original post was something along the lines of, I don't feel like I'm really getting the a, a, a partnership feeling from suppliers. Mm-hmm. That's that's valid. If mm-hmm. that's what you're feeling, anybody's feelings or perceptions are valid. But to say, I didn't get a holiday card, that's ridiculous to me. Yeah,
1: yeah I, I, I don't necessarily All right. disagree.
0: <laughs> All right. Hey, K- Kirby, I mentioned earlier that 2023 is just about over and it's time to look forward to 2024. But I'm going to go even further, and I know this shocks you. I'm going further. Now is the time to decide how you are going to amp up your sales in the coming year. That's right, amp. Mm -hmm. And thankfully, there's a product called amp from our friends Mm -hmm. over at Promo Pulse, and it's going to do exactly that. In five minutes, you can create content from suppliers you choose. You set it. Forget it. And you can watch those inquiries come in. I know you've used it. Mm -hmm. Um, We have a lot of people, uh, listeners who've used it. It's great. There is no easier way to expand your marketing reach than with AMP from Promo Pulse. And you want to learn more? Why, of course you do. Head over to promopulse.io. All right, Kirby, you got a topic for us?
1: Yeah. Okay. Um, Looking back and forth here. So, okay, let's go with this. So Time has signaled, Time Magazine, has signaled its intention to focus on growing events revenue in 2024, they've okay. um, hired an executive um, editor as the chief events officer. They okay. Go, they're going from uh, 10 events, I think, in 2023 to 27 events in okay. 2024. And okay. the, apparently the the uh, events have been a boon to the bottom line, showing a 70% year-over-year increase in revenue.
0: Impressive. And so,
1: yeah, so I'm curious... Uh, about your thoughts on this. Obviously, Time Magazine is one of those traditional um, uh, media companies and the idea that it's shifting so much focus to live events. um, What do you think of that?
0: Does that make sense to you or is that just where the culture is moving? Yeah, I'm so glad you knew to ask me what I think of this. Um, (laughs) I think I didn't realize that Time Magazine was having live events. Um, So that's in, in and of itself, that's news to me. So the fact they're going from 10 to 27, I think is what you said, or something mm-hmm. along those lines. Yeah. Um, super. How about, I, I had I had no idea about this. I have no idea what these live events are. Yeah. So I am a complete ignoramus when it comes to this topic. Now, what I will say is this, and then I'm sure you have some more information on it. You know, I, you know, I applaud any bastion of old media, for lack of a better term, that's looking for ways to remain relevant, change, shift, morph, yeah. whatever word you want to put on it. So if they feel this is something that will help them remain relevant, mm-hmm. as opposed to printing a, 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 uh, a paper magazine, uh, more power to them. I am just 100% not aware of Time Magazine Live events, which makes me feel like an idiot. No, it shouldn't make you feel like an idiot. This was the first I'd ever heard of it, and I don't know that I have a lot more. Um, okay,
1: now, but I, you know, I know that most magazines, like your Inc. and your Fast Company and mm-hmm. your whatever, they, right. um, they do events, and it, those are revenue drivers. Right. And so that was my take was exactly what your take was is that I applaud them for um, evolving. Right. That's what yeah. it is. One of those things that, that sure. I think many older companies struggle to do. So that's cool. Right. And then, but the other thought I had was who's the target market, right? Like obviously yeah. subscribers, I guess, but what, you know, what does a, what is a time, um, event but, look like, like, whereas ink or yeah. entrepreneur or whatever, I know exactly who the target market is. And I know what that probably is going to look like. I'm super right. fascinated by what, what an event from
0: time magazine would I, look like. I wonder if, and this is kind of a tangential topic mm-hmm. question. I wonder if we're, you know, about to reach a tipping point. In live events. I mean, there's only so many live events that target audience A or B or whatever mm-hmm. can really handle and manage. Yeah. I mean, heck, look at our own industry. You've got ASI Orlando in a week and a half, mm-hmm. right after the first year big trade show. And then you've got Expo, mm-hmm. and you've got all the regional trade shows, and you got right ASI right Chicago. After. And, yeah. And, 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 and it does get to a point, I know last year, a lot of uh, suppliers like, man, we're, we're picking and choosing. I I just want, you know, I, I, again, I applaud time for focusing on how do we increase revenue outside of what we traditionally have done. I love that. But, you know, how many more events do we need? Like a fast company or, you know, whatever I, and and maybe we need more. I don't know. I'm just a simple caveman.
1: Love it. All right. Well, that was it. I just was, I was curious right.
0: to get your take. So the theme today is, you know, we're winding down 2023. 2024 is coming up. I think we should look at some business trend predictions. Okay. And I'm actually going to do it. To, I'm okay. actually doing it today. All right. All right. All right. So these are 2024 business trend predictions that have been teased for months and months and months. Yeah. <laughs> By now now they're wait. old. right need yeah these are 2022 business trend predictions predictions uh no i had to find the right time all right so there's four business trend predictions kirby Uh, i'd like to get your thoughts on them if i cough here i'm getting i think you guys know i was in the hospital a couple weeks ago and i picked up a wicked cold now i'm getting over that so it's a real hoot all right number one kirby generative ai everywhere uh to be an industry leader You need a clear and compelling generative AI strategy today. Kirby, what do you think about that?
1: Well, it's kind of like what we talked about this a week or so ago, where, you know, the idea that if you aren't at least paying attention or experimenting, um, then, yeah, you're falling behind for sure. Um, Now, I I think that with bigger companies, the idea that you'd have a generative AI AI strategy um, is really smart. I don't know that I have a... AI strategy. I think that we are just uh, constantly on the lookout for ways to utilize the technology. Um, Sometimes it makes sense and sometimes it doesn't.
0: Yeah, I think you're 100% right. I think, you know, I think to be an industry leader, if you're a big company, yeah, you should have some sort of generative AI strategy, probably not not like Sports Illustrated's, um, (laughs) but you should have a, a... an AI strategy. But I think all of us have some sort of AI strategy. I think you kind of explained yours is very similar to mine. I'm aware of it. I use it. Uh, I'm learning about it all the time, because to remain relevant, to remain forward thinking, to be a leader in what I do, Mm -hmm. what you do, we have to be aware of these tools. We can't be scared of them. We have to embrace them. We have to learn them. So I agree. Number two, Kirby, the skills solution. There has been a skills shortage for years, and there will be an emphasis on candidates with specific experiences and skills needed for a role mm-hmm. rather than age, education, and I'll add location. That was not added by uh, this. Mm-hmm. This, uh, this came from Fast Company, by the way. Yeah. So I, I think that's dead on. Um, I think we're finally getting away from, and I think you probably agree. Uh, I think we're finally getting away from, well, we need someone with, this type of experience, or they have to they have to have a college degree mm-hmm. or they have to have this or they have to be located in Baton Rouge or whatever. I think we're really are focusing on need-based solutions when it term and it comes in terms of hiring people. Yeah,
1: I, I I love it, and, and if if um I also say that I would think that that's encouraging and empowering for those who maybe didn't want to go to college yeah. or didn't want right. to do this. They could get, gain so much of that experience by just doing the work by volunteering for a nonprofit. Yeah. By like, hey, I'm gonna I'm gonna work on your website. I'm gonna do this. You can put all those
0: skills on a on a resume and be legit. So I I yeah. think that's great. And what and and I think it also raises that whole ageism thing. I think you yeah. know we've said for decades as a society you're only as young as you feel and act and all that stuff i'm 50 54 you're almost 50 Mm -hmm. right you're 49 still correct and not for much longer (laughs) i was
1: gonna say for a
0: couple weeks um i look at pictures of my dad at 50 and i'm like he looks like he's 80. (laughs) it's amazing how the difference is yeah um now granted Good, clean living from me. Obviously. yeah of course. That, that's a big factor. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, so I think it gets away from that ageism thing of they're too old to understand, and I think that's something that's needed to happen for a long, long time. So I, I love it love that. that one. Number three, number three: remote and distributed work. So flexible arrangements, valuing employees' time, and harnessing the potential of a truly global workforce. I don't have a lot to say on that other than, yeah, it's about flipping time. And you know, when we look back on what the pandemic wrought. On our world. That is one of the things I think that we can always look at. Maybe that was really, it felt like a negative in the moment. Right. But in the long term, it was really a positive. Yeah, no, I
1: agree. I think it's, it's fascinating to kind of continue to watch organizations. Um, yeah. Work back to what the ideal is, is, but yes, the ideal yeah. of the idea of being able to tap into places that don't aren't like right around the street is a really good thing. So yeah, that's a, to
0: me, that's a big win. All right, last one, resilience. Ensuring organizations are protected from whatever is around the corner, cyber attacks, economic downturns, environmental events, war, global pandemics, or the emergence of a new disruptive competitor. Learning from turbulent times and using it to prepare for tomorrow. This is something I think most companies have historically not done a very good job of, but I Mm -hmm. love that. And I would like your thoughts before I go into mine. Yeah, I mean, I think that's something that
1: I'm not sure my organization has done a great job of this at all times. Um, And sometimes, you know, during uh, challenging times, like you said, the theme is to, you know, like March Madness, survive in advance. Um, So putting things in place where if something goes
0: sideways, you have a plan for it is it's a it's a great strategy. Yeah. Yeah, it's almost like a formalized plan of kind of how I live my life. I hope for the best, but I always prepare for the worst. Mm. Um, and I think that's a good way to look at it, especially with so much ransomware and things like that out there. And you can't predict all those things. So those are your 2024 Woo! business trend predictions. We've been teasing it since September. <laughs> I hope everybody has it. thoroughly enjoyed that. Yeah, Well, we we have. Yeah. Um, okay. Do you have another topic or are we going right into football picks? I do. I have a topic. Hold on. Okay okay oh I, I want to do a top three bottom
1: three i'm totally oh, I surprising haven't done one in a while. i know i'm all surprising right. you with this so so based on the time of year so top yeah. three bottom three christmas songs uh oh, come on I... <laughs> <laughs>
0: I didn't all right I, I don't i what what so no bring it bring it uh, let's go right. so, I'm, a, I'm excited i am giddy with anticipation i'm are. like an elf yeah. making a toy that's how excited I am you you seem like it
1: all right so I'll go uh the third one of my least favorite songs but not number okay. one on this list number three yeah. is all I want for Christmas is you I am so wildly over that song that I'm I, I don't need to hear it ever again
0: in my life so okay that's, that's number um, three. I, I don't love that song. I don't hate it though. To me, it's kind of not in the top. You're not in the bottom three. I like hearing it like the first time I hear it. And that's about enough for me. But I it's not in my bottom three. <laughs> it's just because it it is purely
1: because it's overdone. Like that's I just I understand. I, yeah. I so understand. that's um, uh, number two, Felice Navidad. Yeah. Uh Felice Navidad is especially the original, is just the most repetitive, yeah. overdone. Like, I mean, if I could hear it just for the first verse, I'd be good, but man, yeah. it just gets Old.
0: well uh not only have you managed to offend jose feliciano the uh, <laughs> author of that song but also everybody who speaks spanish who listens to our podcast so i'm gonna go ahead and apologize on behalf of you the podcast and the promotional products industry um but absolutely have to agree with you that song's terrible number one Kirby. what's your number one least favorite christmas song i know i i go ahead
1: grandma got run go over by a reindeer that yeah, the,
0: the idea that
1: that is like it, it, at some point that was just some silly song that somebody made for a radio show, that that somehow became a viral hit. And it, I, I was just, it came on the radio the other day. I'm like, this is maybe the worst song in the history of songs. It's so bad.
0: Yeah, it's right up there with Pac Man Fever for not reason, <laughs> no, having no reason to exist. So I agree <laughs> with you. Uh, on that one
1: okay so top three although
0: although my bottom my, my my least favorite christmas song is not that song i have a feeling that my least favorite christmas song is somehow going to be your favorite christmas song so <laughs> let's go let's get after it so my number three we're going to the top three top three songs i want to hear every
1: holiday season every christmas number three <laughs> is wonderful christmas time by paul mccartney um it is it puts me in a, a festive uh you know, state of mind. I get excited. It, it is the, it is the song that makes me go, okay, it's time for the eggnog.
0: There are, there is no one who loves and respects Sir Paul McCartney more than yours, truly. I think Other than is me, a apparently. genius. I, I know he's a genius. He is a treasure. Um, however, that song is so abysmally bad. It's not even funny. And you're just doing this to draw me off sides. We all know it. I know it. And I'm taking the bait. That song is <laughs> terrible and never should have been recorded. It was dated the moment it was released. It's terrible. You talk about repetitive. I'll take Jose Feliciano over that dreck any day of the week. And again, <laughs> I want to apologize to all our Spanish-speaking fans out there. <laughs> Number two,
1: this yeah. is Christmas. John Lennon. I really like yeah. that song. I that's just one of the again what these have to do. Earlier in the podcast, one of the things that you said was that everybody's feelings—you get to feel however yep. you want to feel. Yep. Um, so obviously, yep. I feel wonderful. Christmas time is wonderful, and then this is Christmas by John Lennon. I, I like that
0: one. Yeah, your your feeling is wrong. No, I'm kidding. Uh, I like I like so this is Christmas. I think it's a good song. To me, it's not top three, bottom three. Good song doesn't make the list, but I I hear where you're coming from, and uh, I'm trying very hard to respect your opinion. <laughs> So like most podcasts, you're trying very hard to respect my opinion. And there's your podcast open, kids.
1: (laughs) Anyway, uh, number one, Silent Night. More traditional. It is the uh, song that I think brings, like, there's a story of the Germans and I think the Brits where someone started singing Silent Night. They're on on a battlefield. They were trying to kill each other. And then all of a sudden, they sung that song. And it brought them yeah. together, and so I, I just I love that song.
0: Great song, I uh, you know always the uh, traditional ending to Christmas Eve service, a mm-hmm. uh, candlelight, always uh, always gives me goosebumps. So I can't argue with you on that one. Um, I would like to argue with you on several of the other <laughs> ones, and certainly wonderful Christmas time. All right, Kirby, let's go into football picks. Um, last week uh, I, I gained some. It's uh, I, yeah. I sent you a sheet. I gained a place, so. I am only two behind you. Only two behind you. It's so exciting. Yeah, it is. Uh, so we're 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 doing good here. All right. So actually, I sent you the wrong one. Oh, cool. uh, so I'm gonna have to pull it up. Wow. Let me go on uh, calling an audible here. Thankfully, yeah. I'm standing in front of my computer as I waste time. No, we're no gonna give you football picks for good. So here we go. Here, we, as Dak Prescott would say, here we go. <laughs> All right, so uh, Kirby, you went three and three last week. I went four and two. I'm actually one behind you. You are 53 and 29. I am 52 and 30. I have not made my picks. Usually I make my picks in advance. I did not make my picks. So here we go. These are bowl. This is called decent bowls and playoff implications. (laughs) All right. So decent bowls. Texas Mm A&M versus Oklahoma State in the Tax Act Texas Bowl. Kirby... Who do you got? Uh, you
1: know, I, I don't know a lot about either team. I, you know, mm-hmm. As a side note, I, it occurs to me that beca- based on work schedules and all the stuff I've been doing, yeah. I don't think I've watched football in like four or five weeks. So I'm so just yeah. dis- like detached from this. I have no idea what's what. So because you like Texas
0: A&M, I'm going to go with
1: Texas A&M. Go Aggies
0: on that. Oh, point. well, thank you. Yeah. Here's the thing with the Bulls this year. because of transfer portals and college football is such a shambles. I have no idea who's showing up. I have no idea what players showing up, what coaches. So I am going to take the Aggie as well, just because I feel like I should. Although it wouldn't surprise me if Oklahoma state blew them out. All right. The North Carolina Tar Heels. Okay. uh, Versus the West Virginia uh, uh, Mountaineers in the best tasting bowl game, the Duke's mayonnaise bowl. Uh, who do you got Kirby? Uh,
1: didn't, uh, was it North Carolina? Who's, um, who's a quarterback declared they're going to go to the draft. I think that's, that sounds right. Yeah, I
0: think so. Yeah. So
1: I don't know anything about these. I'm going to go with my buddy, Danny Rosen and go UNC.
0: I am also going with the North Carolina Tar Heels. Uh, I know nothing about their team other than Mac Brown coaches them who used to coach at the university of Texas. Yep. Still picking them. All right in the direct tv holiday bowl you got louisville versus usc who do you got i got to think uh caleb williams is not playing in that bowl game does that sound right i i truly if, if i knew that i would tell you i i don't know yeah. i don't remember seeing anything that he's foregoing the bowl game but that doesn't mean he's not i really and truly don't know yeah i you know i'm going to i'm going to pick usc on this one just cuz okay you and, he, you and I are picking the same three for four uh, colleges, so no, no opportunity for me to gain there. All right. Let's go to the pro ranks. Some playoff implication football, kids. Okay. D- the Detroit Lions go into the non-Hubert H. Humphrey Metrodome, I believe it's now called U.S. Bank Stadium, um, to play the Minnesota Vikings. What do you got? Yeah, I think that one I'm going to go with the Lions. I, I still don't trust okay. the,
1: the Vikings, but uh, and I know that the yeah. Lions haven't been playing as well, but yeah, I think they'll get it right
0: there. Uh, I'm going to go with Lions as well. Jared Goff is remembering he's Jared Goff and playing that way, So, but I'm going to go with Detroit anyway. All right, this might be the hardest one to pick. Dallas, who decided to uh not play very well in buffalo you know mm-hmm. buffalo was there to play football dallas went to buffalo to get chicken wings apparently and got yeah. blown out so dallas at miami another team that can run the ball this is going to be a tough game for for both teams i think but who do you got and where
1: did where is it at
0: in miami i'm sorry in miami no
1: no but i'm i'm just making a point of that and uh if yeah. dallas is not playing in dallas i'm pretty much not picking yeah. dallas anytime again so
0: i'm going miami yeah I want to pick Miami, but we got to have some differences here because I have got to make up a place. I'm gonna. I, I may change my pick depending on the next one. Okay. All right. Baltimore, good team, goes yeah. into San Francisco, good team. So yeah. if that's at San Francisco. Who do you got? Uh, and
1: I think that's going to be interesting. I've heard people say this might be a Super Bowl uh, preview. Yeah. Um. That's. Yep. I think that's potential, but I think it's at San Francisco. I just think they're a better yep. team. I'm going
0: Niners. All right. I'm going to go Baltimore on that. And I am going to just in the spirit of trying to catch up. Oh man. I do. <laughs> I'm going to go ahead and pick the Vikings. I'm going to leave that Miami one. I'm not touching that. Cause I think Dallas gets their doors blown again. Uh, I mean, I, I don't, I don't know why Emmy would even think about passing the ball. Apparently you can get 12 yards to carry. Yeah. Um. So I'm changing my minute. I'm changing my Detroit at Minnesota to Minnesota, even though I love the Lions. Um, So I'm going to change it to there. But here's one thing you shouldn't change. When you want some apparel decoration, you need to think of our pals over at PXP Solutions. Bruce Jolish and his crew there, they're ready to help you out with any apparel decorating you need in 2024. And here's a great thing. Bruce Jolish, one of the nicest men in promo. He owns the place, and he gives out his phone number because he wants you to call him, and he'll walk you through, and they'll create wonderful things for you. 214-226-3105. Of course, you can email him as well at bruce at pxpsolutions.com, and together you'll make it happen. All right, Kirby, again, Merry Christmas to you, to Amy, to your beautiful daughters and your extended family. I hope it's a uh, wonderful celebration for you, and we'll uh, talk next week. Yeah. Merry Christmas, buddy.